We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Hey everybody and hello humans. We're back with another episode of Not Robots DC Comics Review Show. You have to forgive me for not knowing this. <coughs> what is it? Oh, I, I'm I taking a rare moment to forget. I think it's 59. 59. 59. Maybe 60. 59. Something like that. Anyway, it'll be in the title. I'll get it then. My name is Josh. Thank you for listening. With me are my two co-hosts, Rob. Hola, senor. And Brandon. Hello, everybody. And we are here today to bring you our latest from DC Comics. We are covering Batman 112, Swamp Thing 7, Suicide Squad Annual, Number 1, Part 2, Episode 3, Subsection B.5. Uh-huh. <laughs> Suicide Squad Number 7, Black Man Number 1, Green Lantern Number 6, Green Lantern Annual, same code numbers as above, Infinite Frontier Number 6 will round out the episode. Make sure you stick around to hear what our biggest stinker and our... Dump list might be, as well as our top three favorites and our favorite moment slash whatever we want to be. All right, guys, I have had a very busy week, and I know Brandon has too. So, is there any kind of comic news going on? And all of that burden falls to you, Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Put me on the spot. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got, got anything? The... Hey, sometimes we have busy weeks, right? That's uh, what's exactly. going on here. Yeah, it's 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 been a busy week at work, but the off time has been okay. We do have Marvel has broken ties with a with a oh, long yeah. running artist. Oh yes, Joe Bennett, who was doing Immortal Hulk for like ninety nine percent of the run. Uh, he was supposed to be on an upcoming book, I think an event title. I think it was Timeless. I really don't remember. It was Timeless. Timeless, yeah. I don't know. I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Timeless. I think so too. I know it was some kind of big title they were they were doing. Uh, that remains to be seen. What's even going to happen with Incredible Hulk number fifty? But I imagine since it's coming out what in October, it should be done by now. Oh yeah, that 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 some bitch is coming out. Yeah, yeah. Now that some bitch is coming out, but. Yeah, sounds so, like he's on the outs in the future. Yeah, but if if timeless is even going to be a thing for him, who knows? He's on all the advertisement, so I doubt it, and I don't really care. Don't yeah. let the door hit you on the way out. Exactly. Remember, well, remember that you know he he probably they're probably four weeks ahead of time, right? So that's a month. Yeah, and he's already gotten all the voting <clears throat> time list, so they've got his name on it already because he was tied to it. He's just not going to be anywhere. Yeah, no. yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could care less what happens to him. I'm just more curious about nope. their their release Light schedule. <laughs> no, 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 their no. books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't really matter. Who cares? See ya. Wouldn't want to exactly. be ya. Glad yeah. I'm not you. Yeah. Um. Go go hook up with EVS. You'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I um, you'll you'll have to forgive me, dear listeners. Um, your old pal Brandon is is a little bit under the weather. 
um, as of this weekend, um, and as a result, has had to dope himself up on an obscene amount of cold medicine so as to fight this illness before school starts next week. So if I sound a little um, loopy, like Willy Wonka loopy, that's why. So just bear with me. Uh, but I told Josh he's going to have a hell of a time editing this episode because I guarantee you I'm not going to remember any of this shit. Um, <laughs> um, um, uh, yeah, yeah. What else? Very in, fun episode. What What else in news? I think that might be it. That might we, be uh, it. Yeah, we've all had a little bit too much going on this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right then. Well, I guess we'll just dive into the book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait. Uh, again, the issue number two and not all robots came out. I can't push this enough. It is starting to <clears throat> really good. So check that out. Oh, yes. I, I did read another book before my mind went belly up, but um, um, Jeff Lemire's Maze book number one came out last week from Dark Horse Comics. Um, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, it is this very surreal, very dramatic, very heartfelt story about loss and um acceptance and it's jeff lemire writing and drawing and i I love that stuff so i would definitely pick it up it's probably like the jeff lemire says he's a big fan of david lynch and it shows especially in this but i would say probably this issue more than like anything else that he's done and i've like never seen him write like this so it was pretty great, I have to say. I gave it like a 9 out of 10. It's absolutely amazing. I'm definitely going to talk about it on the indie comic show when we get a chance. But Maze Book number one, pick it up from Dark Horse. It's awesome. Right on, right on. There you go. All right. Now I guess we're going to start DC Books. We have Batman up front. That's Batman number 112. Oh. And I suppose I'll go ahead and take that one. So the uh, book's got two parts in it, Batman and Clown Hunter. I'll do both. First one is written by James Tynan IV with a cover and interior art from Jorge Jimenez and Tommy Mori. And Clayton Cowles on letters. So here we are. Batman has escaped Scarecrow and he's running scared. Literally. He can't trust his brain. He's hallucinating like crazy and he's calling out to anyone over the radio for help. What's but, that like? but no one at all can hear him because simon saint is the one that killed all the communications in gotham city because he's loopy kind of like brandon he calls in ghostmaker for help for help and he happens to still be in ivy's garden i imagine that storyline is going to pick up next month but anyway while Batman is going through this, the city has a deal with anti-Oracle scaring the hell out of the city's residents. Peacekeeper 1, out on the streets, messed up way worse than Batman ever was. And Batman messed up. Not to mention that the Scarecrow is still out there and obviously planning something huge. All of that is going on while Simon Saint is broadcasting infomercials with the slogan, I believe in the new Gotham City. Explaining why the magistrate is necessary. Like, propaganda 101, man. <laughs> now, of course, he gets volunteers for the program from that. Well, at least one that we see so far, anyway. This isn't a regular peacekeeper, though. He's a 
he's an off the books peacekeeper with advanced prosthetics and weaponry designed <laughs> to be able to take out peacekeepers. Hmm. So <laughs> the eager volunteer's first mission as peacekeeper acts is to hunt down peacekeeper one and bring him in or kill him and get the armor back. And he doesn't seem to have a problem with either one. So that's where we're at with that one. This this Batman shit is pulling me in so hardcore, dudes. Um, it's 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 really not been since Death of the Family that I've been so entrenched in a Batman story. I love it. I know Tynan will be off the book soon, but damn, I hope that Yemen has a Mori stick around. They probably won't, but it it just won't feel the same without him. It's damn beautiful, every single page. It really is. It's um. I gave it a 9.25 out of 10 on this one, guys. It, I, this story was just, oh, I loved it so much. Well, I'm, uh, I will, I will preface my review with, I do really enjoy it, and I'm very excited for Fear State, but I honestly felt this opening salvo was kind of lacking. And just, like, revisiting it after I read it the first time, I felt... It was mostly just intro stuff that was already in Fear State Alpha. And it yeah. was mostly just Batman coming back out of being like on a whole bunch of Robitussin from Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he's just being caught up by Batgirl and Ghostmaker about everything that's going on. So it's stuff trip. we've already seen. And, and there were some very interesting stuff. We got a new Peacekeeper and... We got a little bit more information about what the plan with Poison Ivy is, but really it was just Batman catching up from an issue we already read. So I'm, I'm really hoping that at least next issue, it realistically looks like it's going to start picking up from here, but this, <clears throat> this opening chapter felt more like a, a prologue than part one for me. So that gave it a 7.5, but beautiful to look at. I completely agree. The art is just stunning. Yeah, this felt like kind of like the ass end of Fear State Alpha, like the hanging off part, which is not what you want for a start. Where it was like, yeah, we kind of <laughs> already know all this stuff about the anti-Oracle and everything. And the fact that they had a part that was like, if you want to find out what Simon Sane is up to, check out Fear State Alpha. Yeah, we already did that last week, asshole. Of course we already read it. <laughs> like, obviously, we'll have already read that. So this was not the strongest chapter for me. Honestly, it was a little bored at parts. I mean, it was cool seeing freaking Bruce run around the city like he's hopped up on codeine. But in all honesty, it kind of feels like Joker War Part 2, Electric Boogaloo, where we've kind of already seen that happen before. So I didn't really, I don't know. It was not the best start for me, and it felt like it was just carryover from Fear State Alpha stuff that you could have just done last week, but they ran out of time or something. I don't know. Point is, I didn't love it. I really loved the art, but I didn't love the story necessarily, not as an opening salvo. So I gave this one a 7.25. Sorry, man. Feels like you could have done better. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I thought it was good. Well, whatever, guys. Good for you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Wish I could right. enjoy it a little more. No, it wasn't bad. You could certainly do worse. Just not the, not the best opening acts. 
No, excuse me, I'm yawning. Maybe they'll like the second part of this issue as much or more than me. That's completely possible. Written by Brandon Thomas with art from Jason Howard and lettering again with Clayton Cowles. Clown Hunter was out patrolling and thought he was following clowns. He wasn't. Uh, he, only, he he doesn't give a shit about any other kind of criminal. He only wants to wipe out <laughs> Joker henchmen. That's it. <coughs> I mean, the other henchmen you don't really have to worry about. Penguin henchmen are like mutiny. Two-faced henchmen are getting shot all the time. Yeah, they're Black more masked henchmen are getting taken down by everybody cool. else. But you have to wonder, like, what is this kid on? Why did you think you were going to take on Scarecrow? He didn't see. That's the thing. He didn't know he was chasing Scarecrow. He thought he was chasing a clown, and oh then it God. turned out to be Scarecrow. Scarecrow got the upper hand. Nice going, dickhead. And then got himself thrown off a building. Way to go, buddy. We next see Bao with an old woman he saved from before. She kind of looks like the Joker, though, and almost talks like him, too. That's literally immediately what I thought. But next, she turns into a super monster Joker. Clown Hunter wants to know who caught him, and super monster Joker tells him that no one has yet. That's when we see he must be hit with fear toxin and that he is still falling off of the building. The art... For me, the art definitely holds up for the Clown Hunter character. I'm just really not into this anymore. Not that I really ever was. I mean, it's a cool character, but it just, he seems like a little side story. I mean, where can this possibly go story-wise? Yeah. I doubt he'll be able to pull off becoming his own hero. He won't become a sidekick to anyone in the Bat family except potentially Harley Quinn. Well, that'd be a twist. And that I could see Red Hood, but Harley Quinn, that'd be an interesting twist, I think. That's assuming his ass doesn't go splat in the next issue. Right? Uh, I just don't see him getting recruited by anybody unless that somebody is, is, is fucked up. I mean, they tried, right? I mean, like, he has all these memories of Batman tries to recruit him, Red Hood tries to recruit him, Leslie Tompkins tries to tell him not to run around and be a homicidal teenage lunatic but it doesn't work so i guess he's just gonna keep going until he dies that's where i that's that's where it seems to be leading that's yeah i mean maybe uh i have a feeling that they're not gonna kill off the kid though that uh that we're gonna see one somebody from the bat family jump in and save the day swing in and save the day but would that not be a a beautiful poetic story end where the clown hunter gets killed and they're like oh no how could this happen and then bruce has to sad sack his way around the world for the next six issues or whatever the hell is coming up next that would be an interesting transition he shits his pants i mean tynan's off to like Substack now so they can do whatever the fuck they want yeah i mean we do know that that's what he's supposed to do is shoot off anyway so yeah the fact that he let another kid get killed. Exactly. It's like, oh, yeah. now you fucked yeah. up. Because he was right? going around killing people, and you still let him get killed. That's on you. Now you really yep. have to leave the city. Yep, and I think that's what's going to happen. Oh, damn. That's oh, awesome. my God. We called it again, guys. There it is. 
I love it when we do that. But the question is, did you like this backup story? Not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, the, uh, it's okay, but it's mostly a mixed man, miss for me. Um, honestly, seeing the scarecrow <laughs> and the fact that he's getting thrown off a building bumped it up a little bit for me. Seven out of ten. Yep, seven out of ten for me. It's already yeah. fucking awesome. Like Jason Howard does this book at Image called Big Girls, which I've never read, oh. but I've like flipped through it at like a uh-huh. like my LCS, and it looks cool as shit. But I've never actually sat down and read the thing, so I was like, "Oh man, this is freaking awesome!" I just wish the actual things that are going on were more interesting. I guess yeah. they're like trying to tie it all together with like the secret files issue that we had where he was like going around like beating up clowns and then Jason tried to recruit him, but I, I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, I mean, I hate to wish death on a kid, but I mean, that would be an excellent. Oh my God. Pinnacle it's beautiful. Pinnacle. It's a poetic story. And the death of a child, is that not like, Total just, Batman. I know. Just so, <laughs> so <laughs> beautiful. It is totally You're like Batman. not psychopathic <laughs> at all. That's something nope. that's only happened many times before. Oh, of like... course. Yep. Jason, that's your lot Damien. in life. Like you're just going to let Bruce, kids die. You're, you're like worse than like influenza or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Jesus. <laughs> virus. Wait, Rob, um, did you just say Bruce technically? Yeah, technically. Yeah, you, Bruce, you got a Bruce point died. there. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it counts as it counts as one of Batman's that. kids because Thomas Wayne was the alternate universe Batman. Oh, there you go, tying it all yeah, together. All, oh yeah. my God, like a full circle. It's often said by a lot of people that uh, that that night Thomas, Martha, and Bruce died, but that's the night Batman was born. Yes, yep. that's it. That's it, and man. yeah, as for this backup, though, I, I completely <laughs> agree. It was, it was, I think, more interesting than the Secret Files issue. Oh, for sure. Which, which is yeah. wild considering the page yep. count difference. But yeah, it, it definitely, it could go somewhere very interesting, but so far we'll see. And yeah, the <laughs> fact that he went up against Scarecrow was probably the most exciting part. But that, that Secret Files that issue was such a wash. My God. Yeah. I had shitty ass yeah. artwork, too. It, it really did. <laughs> yeah. so I, I'll, I'll give the backup a 6.5. That'll round out the whole issue for me for a 7. Nice. Yeah. For me, the whole issue was pretty good. I love the first half, obviously. But if we've got backups, I mean, it's not impossible to do engaging backups. We've got JLD. And, you know, I'm just, that's like the bar, you know? So can't somebody hit it? Anyway. Maybe. It's entirely <laughs> yeah, possible. Uh, maybe Clown Hunter will hit the pavement and then we'll get rid of that back. Yeah, exactly. And then they'll replace him with another new character. Oh, no. Oh, no. Run for Hang the hills. Monster. Oh, God. We don't need any more new characters. In no. The then, the oh, my God. So they'll kill, well, they'll kill off Clown Hunter and then they'll have a, a kid who runs around hunting scarecrow acolytes and he'll call himself like i don't know the, the scare yeah crow killer crow fighter or something hey hunter there you go hey hunter <laughs> and it never yes. ends no oh jesus please don't I mean, say that 
technically. Don't say that. I'll stop reading the bad guys. It never ends. <laughs> it shall never end. <laughs> Realistically, technically, the natural enemy to a scarecrow that would be hunting them isn't just a crow. Green lanterns. Wouldn't it just be a crow though? I mean, oh, scarecrows oh, yeah, are supposed too. to prevent crows, so you just have someone yeah. who like runs around in a crow costume. But then you're gonna get sued by the guy who wrote the crow. So then you're like, <laughs> "Fuck, you don't want to do that." Well, we don't have to get sued per se. Maybe we can we'll strike just... a bargain. Or call him Crow Man. Or... Crow Man. Oh, Crow God. Bar. And it's an alter ego for Red Hood. Yeah, oh, there you, you know go. what? You know what? The <laughs> yeah. only thing you have to do to differentiate a property is drop the the the. No, but that can be fucking. That can be so Jason's. That could be Jason's sidekick. Jason's sidekick is Crowbar, and he fights Scarecrow. Oh, oh my God, that's genius! DC, that hire me genius. now. Yeah. I can come up with all your new sidekick characters. And, and okay, that's awesome. And then that's part of Jason's redemption arc because he has to spend the next time trying yeah. to get Crowbar to chill the hell out. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, well. I oh like it. There we go. He's raking, raking the royalties for the rest of my life. <laughs> right? Never work again. That oh, would be, be lovely. Yeah. I hate going to work. <laughs> I mean, I of course, you. we'd have to, we'd turn the podcast into full-time work. Oh, oh God. Definitely. Of yeah. course. I love going to this work. I just hate going to my day job. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, are we man. done with Batman? I think we are done with We're Batman. Done with let's Batman. Uh, yeah. let's head on over to Blue and Gold. <coughs> Rob, you want to handle that one? Sure thing. So, this is from the legendary Dan Jurgens with art by Ryan Sook, letters by Rob Lee. Oh, sorry, art and colors by Ryan Sook and letters from Rob Lee. So Blue Beetle is racing to save Booster from a hacked, self-driving truck that was supposed to be unhackable, at least according to Ted Kord. Now in his stylish new blue buggy, seeing as his bug... Is that what it's called? His ship got destroyed in the last issue. Blue Beetle gets to Booster just in time to save him and Skeets before the truck goes flying over a cliff. Booster is excited for the save, but distraught when he finds nobody was recording it livestream. Blue Beetle admits he didn't want to be live if he failed to save Booster's life, and turns the adventure back to recovering the stolen Cord Industries tech. Blue and Gold head towards an airfield where it seems some criminals are loading the tech into a plane just as Blue and Gold interfere, all while now streaming. I fucked up. Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) After taking down the bad guys, Booster has an idea to take the two of them to greater heights. Gets sponsored by Cord Industries. After all, Ted runs the company. Oh, that's going to yeah. work, sure. Right. Let me spend my <laughs> friend's money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me get sponsored by Doritos next. Doritos and Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> that's who should be sponsoring Booster Gold. There you go. But they'd have to change, change the colors. Could be... Well, they have a blue Mountain Dew. And you could just call them Gold Doritos. Yeah. Oh, my God. There wait, you go. We want to talk about yeah. tying things together. There's a line in the comic from like one of the like faux Reddit commenters or whatever, and it literally says, "No one got crowbarred." It all ties together. It all ties together. <laughs> it does. It's weird, man. Yeah, it, it's all about a crowbar. That's it. 
Anyway, sorry, you were saying? <laughs> right, so it does make sense, because after all, Ted runs the company. How hard could it be? <clears throat> but as it turns out, very hard, as the court industry board members are unhappy with Ted's tech and his performance as CEO. They can't reach him most of the time, since he's out gallivanting as a hero, and getting kidnapped by Black Mask didn't help. That was during that short uh, Suicide Squad. I don't remember the subtitle of it. I think it was Tom Taylor that wrote it. If yep. The rest of you had not read it. Read it. it. It's very wonderful. Good. The board has voted Ted out. Now broke bye, and jobless. Eh? I said bye, Ted. Bye, bye Ted. Ted. See ya. Bye, Felicia. Now broken, jobless. He tries to stop Booster before he does something reckless. Though that's Booster. He's always doing something reckless. Of course. As at the exact same time. Booster Gold is holding a press conference to unveil the new direction for Blue and Gold as Heroes for Hire pro bono, and they won't let you down until they do. Just bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he went from spending his friend's money to spending his friend's money that his friend doesn't have. Yeah. Oh, no. Classic Booster Gold. Oh, we've all been there before. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> spending, spending cash you know your friend doesn't have. Just running up their credit card. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, have I to keep a close eye on my wallet money. around you, man. Oh shit. Well, I didn't mean to be like that, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> All right, how's Blue and Gold uh, wrap this up? Right, so <laughs> I, I think this was a solid issue with a solid story that I think fits Blue and Gold perfectly. And honestly, who better than Jurgens to tell it? And and Sook's art fits in really well and provides some amazing views. I gave this an eight point seven five. I really enjoyed this run so far, and I'm excited to see where they go with it. Like with with everything Jurgens does with Booster Gold, I imagine it's just going to be a self-contained story while alluding to being a universe-bending adventure, and will never go anywhere. But you're going to love the ride while you have it. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, them them two together, written right, is just pure gold. Yeah. Pure gold, man. Blue and gold make a hell of a team. That, don't you, my, don't you mean fa- pure blue and gold? There you go. It's it's your blue gold. There's raw gold. There's yellow gold. There's blue gold. Yeah, it's (laughs) like kryptonite. Right. (laughs) I think that the banter between them is probably my favorite part of the comic book. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Uh, Booster is exactly what he should be in this day and age. It's just so awesome. Of course, he would be live streaming all of his shit. That just makes total sense. He's a social media hound, for sure. Hell yeah. I I sure didn't see Ted Cord getting fired from his company, though. Well, after that Suicide Squad adventure, I I was surprised it hadn't happened already. Oh, yeah? I guess I just, I I wasn't even thinking about it. It just caught me off guard, man. Uh, yeah, I thought it was it was pretty damn good. You can't go wrong with Ryan Sook, and nobody can write these two like Dan Jurgens can, man. So wonderful time. Would you give this one? Uh, me, I gave it an eight point seven five out of ten. I'm a, I'm right there with you, man. Eight point five. 
I thought it was wonderful. It does look very nice, but Uh-oh. it uh-huh. reads kind of boring, being honest. I mean, it's like really great banter and everything. And that cape, Booster Gold, is hilarious. But <laughs> right, that's Classic. really like, that's where my positive stuff kind of ends. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not that invested in it, being honest. Well, that's yeah. How not- it is. Yeah, if you're not into the whole booster gold blue beetle dynamic, you're just not gonna, you're just not gonna enjoy this comic book whatsoever. No, if you if you don't care, you will you will not enjoy this series, this issue. Um, so, and it's not unless that you're I, looking for a comedic superhero comic. Maybe then, then this is exactly what you're looking for. I don't know, read Garfield or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. Um yeah, comics, man. Go out and buy a Sunday paper. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if that's <laughs> gonna work, dude. You can you know, yeah, if you want to read like, like Superman. I like Dilbert. Yeah, I like Dil I like I like freaking Calvin and Hobbes and, and Oh yeah, for sure. Doonesbury and whatever. Uh no, it's fine. It looks really nice and reads decently um just not uh, just not that interested so what'd you give it <laughs> i gave it 7.5 out of 10. i gave it a cough cough 7.5 out of 10 to be specific <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right cough cough all right we're gonna send you out into the swamp thing. oh god i'm gonna get lost maybe the air will help clear your sinuses i highly doubt that Considering Drop there's so sticks, much in dude. the swamp. Um, yeah. Like, give me a sec. I gotta run to the bathroom. Nope. <laughs> Hold it. Hold it. Drop, <clears throat> drop glow sticks so you don't get lost. Oh, he's gone already. Damn. <laughs> oh my god, I am laughing every time he talks. I feel bad, but. I don't know. Uh, oh, under man. the influence, Brandon is a pretty funny dude. There ain't nothing yeah. to laugh at about that, or feel bad about laughing at it. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's fucking, it's like... I, I enjoyed the shit out of Balloon Gold, dude. I don't know what yeah. Brandon's problem is. That shit was funny as hell. <laughs> yeah. It was. It, I mean, was it's, it, it's a, it is a very, like, at this point, dated idea. Because what Dan Jurgens created the pair in. The eight. Well, he didn't create Blue Beetle, obviously, but he brought the two together in the '80s, anyway, right? So the fact that he's been doing this for so many decades now is just insane and wild and beautiful. <clears throat> but I think for some people, yeah, if they're looking, if you grew up with it, you're gonna love this. But if you're looking for something different that's more modern, you might not find that here. Yeah, and I'm imagining that you know this is gonna be like phasing cord out of the Blue Beetle whole thing you know hopefully anyways because i i think Amy reyes is one badass alpha power level character and For sure. he should be he should be if not in the justice league he should definitely be um on the titans or being mentored by the league mm-hmm. i think he was on the titans pre-flashpoint for a stint yeah he was and he's just kind of fucking disappeared since then and that kind of bums me out man because i mean what a stellar character in in and out of the costume i enjoy the hell out of it and his relationship with the scarab Mm -hmm. 
when you bring in all the other different colors of scarabs. Oh, dude, yeah. those, those were some of my favorite episodes of Young Justice. Oh, what a great series. I still got to watch season three. Oh, you haven't watched season three yet? No, I, I fell behind. Because you don't get it in Canada. Oh. <laughs> Unless you want to pay like exorbitant amounts of money for three different services and one it's just too much yeah that sucks <laughs> yeah you get there's a whole bunch of shows up there that that you guys don't get at the same time as us right i i couldn't tell you what they all are but yeah there's there's tons yeah. all sorts of shows we're just lucky we get titans yeah netflix. man <clears throat> but we we get it late so after you guys have had the whole season then we get it on netflix week by week oh wow really yeah i so we get it week by week oh, so you gotta wait like yeah it, it has like we haven't even we don't have any of it yet wow that sucks yeah. man yeah <laughs> that sucks it really sucks because then you're stuck seeing all the spoilers on the internet for a couple of months <laughs> Yeah, it's not great. Right, so the whole the whole reason to watch it is just to see what it looks like at that point. Oh, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Yeah, what can you do? That's the life. But then we it's get our own, life our own shows that you guys get like a month later, but it's not like yeah. big stuff. Like Letterkenny, Shit's Creek, stuff like that, but that's wait, not wait, like wait, 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 wait. You guys get Letterkenny before we get Letterkenny? I'm pretty sure, because you guys get it that's through... That's not fair. <laughs> what, what services you guys get? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I thought it was reading that online, but it might not be, like, a big difference. It might just be, like, a couple of weeks to a month or something like that. I love letter at me i love it so much i cannot wait for a 10th season it's oh my god it's so hilarious if anybody out there has not watched this you've got to watch it letter kenny is just absolutely it's oh, it's such a good time yeah. and they've uh they've they've actually made a cartoon have you seen that i i haven't watched any of the cartoon yet but i do plan to I've seen all of his, his original shorts on YouTube before it became a real before it became a real series. Oh, I haven't looked that up yet. Stuff. I should. Yeah, yeah I, I don't remember what the name of it's not called Letter Kenny. Uh, it's the name of his production company. I think Jared Piso's production company. Uh, I'll, I'll see. I'll find it. I'll see if I can send it to you. It'll be on the end of a Letter Kenny episode. It'll oh, give me a reason to watch God. one. Yeah, know. realistic. There's there's only a few skits here and there, but then they they have all sorts of clips and scenes from the show, and and it's it's great just to watch. But you get all the the early stuff, like the whole opening sequence of the very first episode with the the hockey players and they're just chirping each other back and forth. There's an alternate version of that. Sweet. Like Wait, early what, on, yeah. What is this? Letter Kenny. Oh, Letter Kenny. greatest Canadian show ever made. So I've yes, heard. I, so I will. Heard. I will. I will give it that. Oh my god! This had a long ass elevator ride because oh. someone pressed all the buttons. So I literally rode to like every single floor to go from the bathroom <laughs> back to my room. So that was wow. fun. That sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. Like I'm losing my mind. Oh my god. Damn okay. Robots. Um. 
and so uh, I, I was wrong it's just called letter kenny problems is the youtube channel because that's uh-huh. that's what the original uh, skits were called sweet all right i guess we can get back to comics now that we're done talking about all that stuff all right uh brandon i'm glad that you didn't get lost and you just got stuck in an elevator oh as rude as that sounds uh, yes <laughs> yes um <laughs> But, uh, all right, man, we are on Swamp Thing, and why don't you handle that for us? Yeah, Swamp Thing number seven. Um, what happened to this review? Um, oh, my God. Okay, so Swamp Thing number seven features the Suicide Squad struggling in their attempts to contain Levi Kamei and extract him from the Kaziranga Forest uh, after Heat Wave got body slammed in the last issue or at least we think he got body slammed because we open on him like lying half dead as asa and peacemaker roll up on him but fortunately asa is able to uh take down old levi before he's able to do any more damage and use some of those painful painful memories to um inflict some damage on him and subdue him and hopefully remove the green from him or something i don't really know but in any case we get some more yeah, information separate him from the green because the green ties into his emotions and shit yeah there you go so um <laughs> uh yeah so we get like some more information on levi's backstory and how he's a terrible son because he went off to america to study and he came back with prescott industries and was like i want to build here and they're like, no, because the forest is sacred to us. And they're like, fuck you. I want to build more and have more industry. And Levi... Check this out. Check this out. I this actually, out. I had to Google this because I feel like there's a lot of shit that <coughs> peppers into his stuff that you can. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I, uh, I couldn't find anything on the Angum tribes that his dad mentions, but the Kalinga kings were a thing. Uh, they began their rule in the area at 1500, so that was a long ass time ago. Wow, oh, wow. that's awesome. Real thing. Yeah, I did not know that, and and I'll bet most of the readers probably didn't know that either. So you got a free history lesson. Um, but anyway, Ooh. so Levi is a bad son, and Prescott Industries wants to build, but they can't because the government or because the people say no, but. They have money and power, and as you usually have, as it usually is with those two things, you can do whatever the fuck you want. So they persuade the government to basically keep building and their protests, and Levi's father is unfortunately shot. But before we get any more context as to how that led to Levi being in tune with the green, uh, Chemo, or I guess decides to step in and have his chance at taking down the swamp thing and he does and basically seems like he's going to incinerate him and you think that would be the end but it's not because Levi is so connected with the green that he is able to reach into the furthest part of himself and reanimate himself as the manifestation of him and the Kaziranga forest to take down Kimo as like some crazy kaiju level shit where now he's like this giant swamp thing version and he's ready to take down take down chemo and it's crazy and um uh, man can't nobody hold swamp thing uh, down right exactly that's what i'm talking about and uh i read this issue like 30 minutes before we started recording so i didn't even fully comprehend half of what was going on but i think i accurately summed up most of it 
But in any case, it was pretty cool. I dug it quite a lot. I think this is probably the slower issue that we've had so far. Because a lot of it spends time on backstory. So it's not a ton of progression. It's just kind of providing more backstory for Levi, which is neat rooney but it doesn't really uh, move the story right along as, as much as some might like. So uh, I, I still love Swamp Thing. It's still a great issue. And it's funny. We said we ran out of words to use for these reviews, but I'm using quite a bit of words. So I think we're good there, guys. Um, but <laughs> right on. <laughs> I gave this issue an 8 out of 10. I thought, like I said, it's pretty solid overall, but didn't move the story quite as much as I might have liked. And I'm hoping that that does not uh, stagnate this whole like Prescott Industries Suicide Squad plots going on or whatever. How did you guys feel? What did you guys think? I, I think it was half flashback character development for Levi and half tie-in issue for the rest of the Suicide Squad <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, I feel like the next, this issue and the two following that are all just like one kind of mini story arc going on in their own little tiny event. With the Suicide Squad annual and the Suicide Squad. And I think that this art was really good. I don't feel like there was any standout, oh my goodness moments, which seems to be rare in this book. But I, I do love where the story is going. Rom V can seriously write this forever. I've said that a million times, and I can't say it enough. 8.25 out of 10 radical what about you rob yeah i i say the same thing i want this to go on forever we have three issues to go i don't think there's an end in sight as to where this is going to end up and i'm okay with that because if issue 10 rolls around you're like eh, surprise it's an ongoing now i yeah be upset. Well, i'm like, okay with that we'll run to the streets and cheer and throw parades i'm down yeah. for that <laughs> as long as they're green What's probably going to happen to is that happy. we've set up that he is he, he knows that he's supposed to go back to Kazaranga to get rid of the pollution. And that's a pretty cool deal. But I feel like Ram V is putting the book down. We're probably not going to be getting a Swamp Thing for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, no. Which is unfortunate. How could you do yeah, that? it is unfortunate. But that means that the character can be picked up by somebody else, by Ram V later, something. I mean, you know, they had they had maybe green, we'll get the Kazaranga story. They had the Green Lantern season two. They can have Swamp Thing season two. Like, dude, I don't give a shit. Yeah, no, I'm, I have another I'm, one. I'm right there with you, man, for sure. I don't want it to end. Like I said, I wish yeah. I wish Ron V would just keep going and going and going. But yeah, we haven't seen any kind of solicits indicating that any kind of Swamp Thing. No news, no rumors, no nothing. So I, yeah, mean, yeah. I got to be honest. I'm I'm not very hopeful. Fuck yeah. He's sitting <laughs> on a not, gold mine right it's here. It's not cool. Yeah. It's not cool at all. Like, we, we still have to find out why Levi Kamei was chosen to begin with. What happened? Unless I missed it. Because what happened he's a bad Holland. son. That's why. <laughs> it's because son. of his family's connection to the green he's and how deeply son. they're rooted yeah. to it he, and the trauma left. and emotion that he's experienced. Yeah, and he left his, his family and went off and became a corporate sellout and now yep. he has to make penance for it or do penance for, i don't know 
I can't yeah, use I words. reread this whole series. I haven't been looking deep enough. <laughs> oh, it's like, a this story it's, is it's about Levi coming to grips with the fact that he is a shit son and he needs to be a better son for his family. It's too late because like his dad is dead or something. Yeah, no, his dad's dead. Yeah. That's also unfortunate. Thanks for bringing that up. Exactly. That's 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 <laughs> the, that is the, this is the, the this is the tale. That's what's going on. Yeah. What a bummer. That is a bummer. But eight point seven five out of ten for me. Because this this book is is not completely a bummer. It's oh just no, it's beautiful. not. No. It's, it's just such a sad part. Book. That's all. It's a bummer that he's a bad son, but it's it's a <laughs> good read. So we get a I, redemption I, art from Swamp Thing too. Look yeah, at that. Yeah, exactly. There it is. You thought oh, it couldn't be done, but here we go. Yeah. Uh, me altogether, I, th- I don't know if I gave my story, score before or not, but 8.25 out of 10 for me. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to say I can I really appreciate that <coughs> Kemo is drawn exactly the same way every time you see him. Yeah. In a cartoon, in a comic, doesn't matter who the artist is, it's exactly the same because it's such a simple drawing. How do you fuck up Kemo? Of a he's character. A, a, <laughs> a green blob. Right? Yeah. Mutant gummy bear. Just, yes. But he's got this fucking suit on. <laughs> you imagine yeah. can you imagine scripting that, like saying like uh Kemo walks through the forest and causes destruction and the artist is just like, what the hell is a chemo? And you send him like a reference shot. And he's just like, oh, this is easy as hell. I just need to draw right. a green blob with eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Easy. Finished. Yeah. Wrapped up in the evening. Let me go get breakfast. I mean, dinner. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. Uh, anybody right. got any other thoughts on Swamp Thing before we mosey on to the second part of this story? No, nah, I think we're good. Yeah. All right, well, then Rob's going to tell us all about this one in Suicide Squad Annual 1.2.765. Oh, my God. So confusing. <laughs> so many numbers, my brain hurts. <laughs> <laughs> He's forgetting all the jokes we made last week. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, right, because the, the 2021. <laughs> yeah, yes. Suicide Squad Annual 2021, yeah, number one, yeah. chapter two, paragraph seven. Yeah. Subsection, Subsection B.5. E. Yeah. all right rob what's going on in suicide squad annual (laughs) so (laughs) this oversized annual is from writer robbie thompson with arts from at least the first half from eduardo eduardo pinsica and julio ferreira with another half from dexter soy with colors by chris sotomayor and letters from wes abbott So Task Force X, Team A, Member 3, Superboy, has just discovered that he's not the only Superboy. Even more, he's not even the real one. The real Superboy has arrived, leather jacket and all. And after a skirmish between the two Superboys, or a skirmish between the two, Superboy tells the clone he's actually Match, a clone of his own from years earlier. From what I understand, a lot of people were seeing coming. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. Just open your oh, yeah. eyes. Like, I'd never heard of Match before this. I didn't read a lot of 90 Superboys, so that was beyond me. Match was <laughs> in, I just know they had like a Titans, Teen Titans crossover like in 2008 or something. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't remember, but I know Match was in it. 
because Jericho, Deathstroke's weird son with the fro, was possessing the body of Madge in that yeah. crossover. And they're trying to get him out of that body. And that's how I learned about Match. But he's basically like bizarre. Yeah, he's just like a bizarro, but for Superboy. That story sounds familiar. Maybe I just forgot. I think it is called like Titans. (laughs) Titans Hunt. It's not the new Titans Hunt. It's like the old Titans Hunt. I don't remember the name. Yeah. Like Like pre-Flashpoint. It's a 2008 or so, right? Yes. Yeah. I think that was around the time I started getting into that book. So maybe, maybe I did read it. Anyway. Match is here. <laughs> and and this, this is a fact that was found out by the rest of the team. After searching the compound, they teleported next to on a mission to find a serum to help Match stay together. This brings the team to a whole new level of mistrust for Amanda Waller. Before Superboy can convince Match to join him in taking Waller down, Waller teleports the whole squad away, leaving Superboy alone with no leads. This little leak of info causes Waller to scrub their current base and head to a new shadow site. There, she tells Peacemaker she has a new ins- she has new instructions for Xville to a new base, as seen in this week's Swamp Thing that we just mentioned. Meanwhile, Rick Flag has been busy. After being mysteriously freed from Belle Reeve during the fight with Red X, <laughs> he finds his own shadow base and gears up. He heads to a secret prison in a desert looking to start a counter Task Force X, starting with none other than Sam Scudder, the Mirror Master. Scudder asks Flag how he plans to take down Waller, and Flag says he has a mole on the inside. Scudder asks who? Well, who indeed? Right. Sam Scudder. Oh my god. How could it be you? Dun dun dun. Yeah, oh, um, my mind is blown. <laughs> right, at, at at Sam Scudder or who? Who indeed? At the yes. Talon. Well, we kind of yeah. okay. We yeah. already knew he was faking, <laughs> so that totally makes yeah. sense. But we never knew. Like at least I was blown away because I we we didn't know what his whole angle was. Of what he was doing there, who he was working for, working with, why he was faking, what he was faking, and now we have this connection with Rick, with Rick Flag, supposedly. But another thing I was thinking is, what if Flag didn't get talent on the team to be a mole in the first place, and only found this out after his imprisonment, and then asked Talon to be a mole for him post? imprisonment so at that point talon's already on the team so there's even more mysteries for talon who knows yes who knows indeed yeah (laughs) the the crossover wait i found it the crossover is called death trap but i don't remember how much matches in it but that's what it's called. It's called Death Trap. Death Trap. Yes. Okay. It's I gotta Titans, take a look at that. Teen Titans and Vigilante from 2009. So I was off by a year, but I was close. Damn close. Yeah. Even on the Tussin. I know, right? <laughs> that's how <laughs> that's how that's good impressive. my mind works. Anyway. Very um, We're talking about Suicide Squad. Uh, yes, the annual. I really enjoyed this one still. I, I think the art still really keeps up well. I gave it a 9 out of 10. It, it really hit the mark for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the art looks good. It looks damn good. Dexter Soy can't miss. 
Nope. He's a great and, um, artist, but it's like, why did you put this issue out and also six in the same week? Are you dumb? Like, uh, why? I think would that's you not... probably more a DC thing than Dexter Soy. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's all your fault, Dexter Soy. <laughs> no, let's just clarify just like, that right there okay it's yeah. just like i mean i like i just that that seems very um not smart to me why why do that you want i to agree save with your you reveal. yeah because if you dumb. go to the store you pick them up you take them home you go to read them and then you got to sit there and stare which one goes first yeah yep. exactly and am i am i hope to read? that you can find a reading order online Am I to read the 2021 one? Am I going to read seven? Which one is it going to be? And if I read seven first, then I already know what happened in the annual. So I just wasted $5. So fuck you. Agreed. I feel like annuals yeah. should be moved to a certain part of the year where they all come out in the same month. Yeah. Or how about don't mm -hmm. put the, the subsequent issue and annual issue out in the same week so you don't spoil your story and feel like people wasted their money you could do that yep. there's that, that. Would be smart indeed <laughs> so there's that yep. but other than that i am curious to see what's going to happen <laughs> with the suicide squad is this rick flag taking them down leading it into task force z i guess we will only see Ooh. but uh i'm gonna give this one an 8.75 out of 10. Uh, the annual was fine. I didn't love it. I thought it was solid, but I feel like it was just a lot of, I don't know, weird melodrama stuff. I didn't really care about that much. And also, I didn't really care about Match either. So it's kind of like, eh, whatever. And you're trying to make me feel for Match. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, so yeah, I gave this one an 8 out of 10. It's kind of fine. It but was. I thought the Sam Scudder thing was cool. I thought that was yeah. very cool. I don't know why he just keeps saying who. Maybe that's why. I mean, I know that like the one character, or I think he like says who or something. But I don't know why he is trying to act like he's insane or something. Maybe he's trying to throw them off. Or, oh, so right, Waller can't use him. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, yes. How could I forget? But I thought that was cool. But other than that. I did not care as much, so I gave it an 8 out of 10. There you go, man. Mm -hmm. All right, and then I guess we will just move on to the next issue, and that is going to be Suicide Squad number 7, written by Robbie Thompson with art from Eduardo Pensica, Julio Ferreira, and Marcelo Malo on the interior art, and the cover with Wes Abbott on lettering. Ambushbug has joined the squad, and that's because Waller wants to make use of his transportation ability. Teleportation ability, excuse me. <laughs> I thought Waller it was because has... he was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Waller has the entire team under mind control, and Ambushbug, being the fourth wall-breaking lovable bug that he is, explains that they are all being manipulated with false memories from different Earths being covered up. They start to fight against the hallucination, but it's fruitless because Waller is transporting them all to hell. I said transporting again. Teleporting them all to hell where they, where their next mission takes place. 
When they get there, they bust up some demons, and then they are greeted by someone with a bone to pick with Waller. The Hell Squad. So... Oh, yeah. Wait, is that... I I have a question for you guys. You probably would know better than me. Is that cover supposed to be, like, a reference to something or an homage? Because I swear to God I've seen that before. Like, that... Ambush bugs saluting on the yeah like I I've seen that somewhere I don't know where but I feel like it's that looks familiar it Some does war look familiar movie I'll give you that I didn't I didn't think about that but yeah it does um, maybe like a because he's wearing peacemaker's helmet maybe it was a a pose peacemaker did on like cover number one I don't know I have no clue I, thought, I think I, we, I, I think I've seen that. it with ambush bug. I thought it was like a like a war movie reference or something like Full Metal Full Metal Jacket. Or something. I have no idea. Maybe. Not. All right. So who are these Hell Squad peoples? Well, I have no idea. At least a couple of them are X Task Force X members. I see. That's that's Game Master. What's his name? Sportsmaster. Sports. Oh wait, where the hell? Oh oh, the guy in the front. That's Sportsmaster. Huh? Sports master? sportsmaster yeah the guy with the white mask there and then the oh okay there he he, i thought he had like yeah. the hockey puck thing oh wait no that's the young justice League. Never mind. right and we got that that guy that's plant life i don't remember his name yeah. shrub i don't know shrub. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense all right, I was just wondering if you guys knew because I'm completely blanking on it still. Oh, I don't no recognize idea. a lot of these guys, but I know a couple of them were people that died in earlier issues. Yeah, no idea. No idea. Uh, well, what what we do know, what we do have here is a lot of stories tying in together. And while it's all going on, I can follow it easy. It doesn't feel like anything's being shelved and that's all being done really well. The art is really, really good. I don't want to see them drag this whole match in sync. Wah, wah, it's got to be me. Crap. <laughs> dragged out too long. <coughs> for Red X, I think that can work, but not for match. That's just a piece of advice here. Let's, let's have him move on and be somebody. Mm-hmm. Something happened anyway. But overall, man, I really like this 8.75 out of 10 for this one, too. Yeah, I was right there with the 8.75. I, I I, really, the pacing so far has been excellent, I think, even with the crossover with almost every book in publication right now so far. <laughs> and it, it looks <laughs> like they're going to be crossing over with Shazam next because they're looking for the Rock of Eternity in hell. And hey, that's where Billy is. In hell, and, and yeah. of course, it's going to be crossing over with some version of the Titans. Oh, yeah, at some point, it's got to. Um, yeah, so I, I think the the pacing has been really good. So I don't think this whole story with match is going to take up too much more much more time. They're going to kind of make it more just commonplace. He's still going to be dealing with himself transforming into a bizarro version but it's not going to be a main focus anymore i don't think well yeah no the whole bizarro transforming going back and forth thing i couldn't give a shit about i just want mm-hmm. him to get past this whole mean not who i think i is and... he's, uh, yeah i can't oh, it, no like, it looks like he's already come past that. complete sentences no you wouldn't say that he's just, he needs to say something dumber than that 
I mean, I can follow Bizarro speak. I just, I want him yeah. to get over the, I'm not who I thought I was stuff pretty quickly. Yeah. Just, just get rid of it. Waller has like a million copies of this guy. Just get a new one. If this one's defective, <laughs> just get a Jesus. new one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, like remember in Toy Story 2, where there's like the wall of Buzz Lightyear's because he realizes like, oh my God, there's like a bajillion of these toys. Like Waller has, a, I'm assuming, like a thousand different Superboy clones. Just get another one. They're expendable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's get the next match late here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, Artemis is really awesome. fucking cool. Like, it's really fucking cool. Like, it, I mean, there's one panel where it's just Peacemaker, like, crouching in some bushes. It looks insane. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms of the story, I, I definitely agree. Match stuff is kind of, eh. We need to drag that out. Like, come on. Hurry up. Get to it. Um, I don't know how much you care about the Hell Squad. It's okay. I think it could be interesting, but. Hopefully. Uh, That's I don't all we know. can say. I, I Hopefully. I, as a cliffhanger, it's kind of like, eh, whatever. But I like Ambush Bug. Ambush Bug is like one of those weird offbeat Keith Giffen characters that I love. That's like snarky, breaks the fourth wall, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? And you only show up in books that Keith Giffen actually writes, usually, but I guess he's just here because the writer probably liked him. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was better than the annual, at least. Um, so I gave this one an 8.25 out of 10. Yep, I get where you're coming from. All right, man. Suicide Squad had us way out in left field with Ambush Bug. Let's dive deep under the sea with Black Manta. Oh, God. Brandon? I don't know if I can do this, man. After these messages, we'll be right back. Now, back to our program. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Black Manta number one. This was uh, like a psychedelic trip, I think. I don't know. There was like so much going on that it was kind of like hard to process. So I tried to write it down as best as I could. But Black Manta number one from Chuck Brown. Art from Valentin Delandro. Colors from Marissa Louise. And letters from Clayton Cowles. Black Manta is dying and he wonders what legacy will he he wonders what legacy he will leave behind. Is he a supervillain? Is he a rogue of Aquaman? Is he a pirate? Is he all of the above? And yes. it doesn't really matter though, because right now he's in the midst of trying to take a ship back from a guy dressed in a cheap ass uh freaking what is it called? Party City pirate costume called Captain Nemo, uh, who apparently stole a bunch of goods from his partner, Gallus the Goat. And no, she's not a goat, she's a woman, but I guess she just calls herself Gallus the Goat for some reason. That's not a good name. I hope someone tells her that's not a good name. Anyway, in a mystical land called Metropolis, the human flame from Final Crisis and his cohorts are trying to rob some store or something only to be foiled by one of their crew who reveals that he's not actually one of their crew, but is someone who may or may not be working for Black Manta? I don't know. Uh, And takes Uh, them to a secret base. (coughs) Yeah, and takes them to a secret base. 
where he uses the human flame's essence to cut at a mysterious substance. And that mysterious substance creates a psychic feedback. And that psychic feedback affects people across the country and gives them debilitating head debilitating headaches like listening to Mariah Carey. And, <laughs> and, <Yes>. and, <laughs> and in, that includes Black Manta himself who was chewing out Dallas the goat for her failure in losing the ship like a rookie. And she's like, bitch, you don't talk to me like that. And uh, Manta's just like, all right, fine. If you're going to stick around, just listen to what I say, I guess. And then after all of that is done, we cut to a random unconnected scene deep below like Atlantis, I think, or they just call it the underworld where a statue cracks open and a mysterious creature emerges from the dark, hoping to escape. And I don't know what this had to do with the plot whatsoever. I was so confused. I was like, what the hell is going on? Who is this woman? Where is this statue? What does this have to do with Black Manta? I thought we were, I thought he was talking about like how he has no legacy and he's a bad father. I don't, I didn't even know what was going on. That's why I called it a psychedelic end, because even though <laughs> my mind was swimming on cough syrup, I still had no idea what the fuck was going on. But regardless of that, I thought it was kind of an interesting start because it's Black Manta really reflecting in on himself, I think, trying to figure out what the hell he is in life and is like not just a lackey and a stooge with the Legion of Doom but is like a man with a child who's Aqualad and has like responsibilities and shit. And I think <clears throat> that stuff is interesting. I just think there's so much else going on. It's kind of hard to not get lost in the weeds. So as a first issue, I think you have to ask yourself, is this really enough to get me invested? And the answer for me at least is probably, possibly like with two question marks next to it, because while I do think it is a solid start, I cannot say that it is a superb start. Uh, and I think that it leaves too many questions open as to what the fuck is actually happening. Um, whoa, what the hell's going on? What? What just happened? You're okay. Oh, I don't know. Oh, is that you, Josh? Yeah. Oh, I just, I heard like wind in the background. I was like, what the hell is that? Oh, were you coughing? I was. Oh, okay. Uh, that's cool. Anyway, uh, I do not think it is a superb start. So I would have to give this first issue a 7.5 out of 10 because, like I said, there are interesting aspects about it, but it is not perfect. I do think this is, uh, has some better artwork from Valentin Delandro, but there are definitely some panels that make you go, whoa. That does not look finished, which sounds really mean, but I'm sorry, I just gotta call it like I see it. So 7.5 for me, uh, Black Manta. I mean, I wasn't really expecting much from this because it's like Black Manta, like who gives a fuck? But I think it was a solid start, just not a superb start. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I thought it was a pretty damn solid start. Too. It got me interested. I'm curious about this dude named Blue. Hey, Blue. Blue? <laughs> um, but he said his name isn't Blue. Like, well, right, that's but just that's the only name we've him. got for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he can open up a fart bubble. I mean, <laughs> a fate bubble. <laughs> I meant fake yeah. bubble. Did you guys notice that that had an onk on it? 
Yeah. It did? Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It was interesting. So, So like, I'm wondering if this doesn't tie even further into some other stuff. He's probably like, he can do some magic shit like Dr. Fate can, too. Because he's just like, I I can figure it out. There was some... You you can figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) You can figure out how to do Fate. fate Let's do it. I'm down. Yeah. I love magic. <laughs> exactly. It's it's like I don't know, it's like learning how to write or something. It's like it just takes practice. Once you figure it out, you can do you can do it at any time. So it's probably like, can I summon an onk whenever I want? I practice enough, I sure as hell can. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, if a surgeon from New York can do it, why can't we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there there was some dialogue from the guy his name blue i don't remember now um about how he was just able to copy a whole bunch of different things and i think that kind of just brushed off the ability the, the reason that it was an onk that maybe he just copied dr fate's abilities who knows yeah but there's there's so much mystery surrounding that and honestly thank you for pointing out that the human flame was from final crisis because that was bugging me yes. when i saw that and i was like i could not remember dude i saw that and i was like i know this guy because it's that same fat, pudgy, like loser wannabe wash-up hero from a book I read, but I couldn't remember what it was. I was like, "Oh my god, it's the Human Flame from Final Crisis." Who, like, his whole thing was that he basically bought into all the Libra hype in that book, and and was like, "I'm so down with the Book of Crime and all that other crap." But I don't really remember a ton of stuff was going on in that book, but I remember that guy. Because he was like an old foe of Martian Manhunter. Because I don't even know how the fuck I remember this, but there was an interview that Graham Morrison gave where he's just like, like Martian Manhunter has no villains because he's lame and no one wants to do anything with him. So I dug up this like old villain from 1950, who cares, called the Human Flame, and I'm gonna use him, and he's gonna be the one who kills Martian Manhunter. And I was like, yeah. that's, that's the guy. That's the guy. So here he is. There you go. There's your, there's your, there's your little history lesson. Even while he is cold. drowning in the cough syrup, oh Brandon's able to take yeah. us to school. I probably that's sound it. so crazy right now. I'm so sorry, guys. I swear this will never happen again. That sounds like you're coming down now. Oh, <laughs> you're you're clearly saying every seventh word. I just I I like I said I have no context for any of this, and if I'm being honest, I'm not gonna remember probably eighty five percent of it. So, however well, this, you'll, however you'll just this, have to go back and listen to it. Well, that's the yeah. thing. It's like however this episode turns out. Good luck, and <laughs> and keep in mind, like I think. I, I'm pretty sure my brain has been like this since the Marvel show. So <laughs> however that episode came out is how this is going to come out too. So I hope you have fun editing this, Josh, because that's on you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm leaving everything <laughs> in. <laughs> I don't that see why so not. Me more, I can't wait yeah, for the Marvel show. Well, more often, uh, yeah, I just, I was like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Well, both of these shows will be out tomorrow. So. Oh, God. Yeah. You'll be able to check it out then. Oh, yeah. oh I'm scared. It's, you're going to forget, so now you'll have a chance to remember. Oh, God. It's going to be even worse. <laughs> it's 
it's like that movie Rememory, where you all of your memories get stored to a hard drive. I will oh, take your word. Forgot all about that one. <laughs> all right, I've got this one with one more question. Do you guys think Manta is going to die at the end of this run? Yeah, it, 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 it looks that way so far. And then I, Dallas the goat will be Black Manta. <laughs> Maybe. And then this guy can rake in all the royalties because now he'll have the new Black Manta character that he created. There you go. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like it would be interesting to kill him off because it would force the Aqua fam to get into new stories. But then you're fucked because, I mean, Black Manta, I assume, is going to be in the Aquaman sequel. So then it's like, if he's dead in the comics, how are you going to sell Black Manta to all the Aquaman 2 fans? Um, you back issues. Oh, well, yeah, that's what I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming, like, you keep telling me about my hopes for future state. Uh, it's comic books, and nothing stays the same. So he'll he'll mm-hmm. eventually find his way back. But I have an alternate suggestion to that. Imagine Jackson permanently taking over as Aquaman, uploading Manta into the same giant Manta head as his grandpa. That would be um, hilarious. What the hell? It would be shit? funny as hell. Is it Arnim <laughs> then you would have... Uh, <laughs> Arnim Zola from Captain America, the Winter Soldier. We're just going to yes. upload my consciousness yeah. to a computer. Like this is um, 1984. Why not? It's 2021, yeah. baby. Exactly. We're getting close. No, we might already be there. We just don't know it. It's you're entirely possible. It's theorized we, that we live someone, only in the neural network. Yeah, if someone yeah. has invented time travel, you'll never know who that someone is because you'll never know like when they would actually be. So, for all we know, we could be living in the midst of a time traveler like Rip Hunter or something. Is it, it is Rip Hunter right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, Rip Hunter. For all we know, we could be living in the presence of someone, but you would never know that because they could just blend into the background. Like, all right. So camouflaged. this is this is what you have to do in order to, <laughs> in order to do time travel. Uh, my brother and I actually had this discussion. You would have to set up a webcam and have a live witness there. You would turn on the time travel machine while you're doing it. And as it's kicking on, you go, I'll be right back. And then if you zap away and then zap right back, you're there. You just make sure that you set a certain amount of time to pass, like two and a half <laughs> minutes or something. Then you're good. <coughs> I mean, right? That's some freaking shit. Or you, like, <laughs> go a week into the future and get like that day's newspaper and bring it back a week in time and show it on camera yeah you could Maybe. walk into you could walk into banks and see the little calendar flippy thing yeah or what you can do and be really smart is open up a new savings account or just your savings account put a little money in it and then travel a thousand years into the future and you'll be like a gazillionaire, like that Futurama episode where Fry becomes like a trillionaire. Sweet. I think after a certain portion of not having anybody to leave that money to, 
the government takes it. That's entirely possible, but I dare to dream, right? I could be right. a billionaire in the future. <laughs> All right, are we done with with uh, Black Manta here? Uh, I just in case I didn't get my score because I don't remember if I did. <laughs> Eight point five out of ten for me. I I really enjoyed it. I. I think the art is much better this time. It very much hits different from the short story. I mean, I'll give you that. It is better yeah. than the short story. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. We were way out in left field. We went under the sea, and now we're out into outer space. We've got Green Lantern, and that is number uh, Six. I forgot. Six. Yeah. Six? Yes. It is six. Yeah. Written by Jeffrey Thorne with a collective art effort from Marco Santucci, Tom Rainey, and Mike Atea on the inside, and a cover by Bernard Chang and Alex Sinclair, with lettering from Simon Bolin. That name doesn't sound familiar to me at all, but he does a good job. Simon so anyway, Bolin? That's his name? Simon Bolin, yes. It's a cool last name. Bolin. <laughs> So there's a lot of recap, dialogue, and action all at the same time, but the story gets summed up pretty quickly. Joe Moline and an exosuited Simon Baz are going to pull Kelly off of New Corrigar, where she's currently kicking the hell out of the yellows with a giant John Stewart that looks like he can make constructs of his own. That's cool. After Joe has a conversation with Sinestro, in which he tries to recruit her, Lantern Moline takes Simon and Kelly and heads off planet. Meanwhile, Kilowog and Hanu are stuck in Anacitus, surrounded by a bunch of people being controlled by the Gold Centurions, servants of the Lightbringer. Boom, boom. The Lightbringer? Oh my Whoever God. that is. Now, so um, when this whole, when this, uh, when the attack on Oa happened, I remember in that issue, they brought up something about the Lightbringers and the Circle, and we had no idea who that was, so I have a feeling that we are <coughs> seeing that now. Yeah. Anyway, Kilowog and Hanu are stuck, held up by zombies, pretty much not zombies, but mind-controlled people. So John and Salak uh, and co. are leaving to save them. John loses his shit on some dude that's been following him since the attack on Oa. It's a guy named Lonar from New Genesis. I'm assuming he's a loner. And he's here to watch John does. <laughs> I oh bet I'm right. <laughs> you need to insert a fucking loud-ass drum roll for that dad joke. <laughs> oh buddy I'm full of them you have no idea how much I rein them in oh my god <laughs> uh, apparently Lonar and uh, he's uh, he's here to watch what John is going to do whether it's save or destroy everything apparently it's only one or the other um, I thought the coloring in this was fantastic the art could be better but the lanterns still have me interested I'm actually giving this one a 7.5 out of 10 Seven out of ten. John is like, oh my god, how can this story be still be this boring? It feels like a civics lesson. I said that like a million years ago when we first talked about this issue in this series. I don't remember. I was like, I just do not care about the John stuff at all. And I like John. I want to, but I just I don't care about any of this stuff. 
And like the stuff on Oa with Joe and Sinestro is like way more cool. Why can't we just have more of that? Or cut the issue in half so we're not paying five bucks for half good, half not good stories. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and, and I, 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 it has been kind of slow, man, but I think, I think that it's starting to get to where I want it to be. I just, I do, I hope it picks up the pace a bit. Um, I don't care about this whatever knockoff trying to be Dark Stars but not. And maybe that's when, maybe that's what the author considers John's last like high point was when he was leading the Dark Stars. But I don't think. That'd be messed up. Anyway, 7 out of 10. Whatever. I really like the way Santucci draws Sinestro though. That's pretty dope. I do too. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah. That that was a good point there. Santuti does draw Sinestro really good. And Taya colors him good. He doesn't come out too purple. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, the very purple Sinestro was very odd. Yeah, and I don't like it at all. Yeah. Also, false advertising? What what is this cover? Like I Dude, was Dude, expecting... it's comic books. I I'm just saying, like, I feel like I've been lied to. Like, I, yes. I, so I was promised one thing and I was given another. It, that happened a lot on Joshua Williamson's Flash. Yeah, what the hell is this? I don't know, dude. It's not cool, man. Not yeah. cool. I mean, hell, <laughs> the stuff on that cover happened last issue. Yeah, I was like, did you, did you, did you make a mistake? Like, releasing the same issue and an annual in the same week? Is this another... I, I fucked up mistake where you meant to put the cover on the last one, but you didn't. This feels like it would have been more appropriate for the last one, like Rob said. Yeah. Anyway, 7 out of 10 for me. Sorry, GL, but you're just not as interesting <laughs> for me lately. Is it too, is it too <laughs> yeah. late to get Grant Morrison back? he's doing some tv shit now man i love grant morrison but please no more grant green lantern uh, grant lantern green morrison no more of that i'd love a grant lantern (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah so i i hate disliking these issues (laughs) i really do because i've i've grown up as a lantern fan and i loved reading all of jeff john's run and all the subsequent titles that came around it and this is just it it's exactly what brandon was saying half the book is fantastic but the other half i love john stewart but is just dragging you shouldn't feel- right issue six and it feels like we've gotten nowhere and i think that's because of the formatting it's it's really weirdly constructed yeah you should feel bad and- about that you are you are the lantern fan supreme if anyone knows what's good it's you so that just comes from a point of love i should think i i appreciate that, <laughs> that man. like i know when i know when my nightwing <laughs> is good i know when that shit is on top so yeah. if it's bad, I know when it's bad because I know my Nightwing like the back of my hand. That tracks. Sorry, oh, when, okay. When, when you said was it was, uh, was that just a mic drop moment? Is nothing to say? That's a, that's a very good <laughs> mic drop moment. Just when when any whenever anybody says uh, I know something at the back of my hand, I just you mentioned Futurama. <laughs> that reminds me of that that Futurama scene oh where. God. 
It goes, uh, no, something like the back of my hand. It looks like the back of my hand. What the hell's that? What is this? Yep. That goes through <laughs> my head every single time. Dude. Is that yeah. what my back of my hand looks like? So that, <laughs> that scene was just playing in my head. It's it's great. Uh, but yeah, this, this whole format is, is so weirdly constructed. You get half a story each month and it, it's taking forever it's dragging it feels like we've gotten nowhere i can definitely see that the lost or dark or forbidden or whatever sector it is now story is maybe going somewhere that might connect to the overall story who knows except for the writer and artist but yeah i, I just i hope it gets somewhere soon because honestly and this is a little awkward because i don't know how the hell we could ever make this work i i'm nominating the john stewart half of the book for the dump list i think we should do i think that is a, a fantabulous idea <laughs> And well, I don't know if that's possible because they, it's not really a separate story. We just yeah, finish the first. That's where yeah. we're losing on that argument. We finish <laughs> exactly. the first yeah. half and then we just don't talk about the rest. Like we just <laughs> ignore it. Like it's not there. I, I, it I can exist. I can definitely believe that eventually they will connect back into each other. I hope Whenever. So. But who knows how long that's going to take because like I said, it really feels like it's dragging. You're only getting half a story from each story each month. And it's taking forever. Yeah, I sincerely hope so. This was, honestly, for me, a 6.25 out of 10. I really love the OA stuff, but even the OA stuff this month was just a conversation. Damn, man, I gave it a 7. I thought you were supposed to be a fan. That's, this is twice now I've I've rated Green Lantern lowest out of 3 of us. I might be a very high, very strict score. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that was the little bitty issue that we had. Uh, oh, wait, I haven't given mine. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, I guess I just don't matter. Um, you matter. Your opinion you matters like more than the rest of us. You're, you're crazy, homie. You're the best uh, of us. No, I, 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 the, I think the coloring is, is fantastic. The art could be it. The art could be better, and I'm still interested. If I haven't said that already, I give it a 7.5 out of 10. And now we're going to move from the little issue to the big issue with Green Lantern Annual 2021, number one with all the extra stuff we said before. And Rob is going to tell us about that one. All right. So this superior issue this week is from writer ryan katie oh. with art by sami basri and tom derenek with colors by hi-fi and letters from rob lee after these events seen in future state justice league number two jessica cruz arrives on new corrigar with three yellow lanterns in tow and she is wearing one of their rings sinestro is impressed and meets with her to discuss her new power she refuses to join up and just wants to fly home Sinestro agrees and lets her go. Hey, hold on a second here. You just said wearing one of their rings. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, when we saw that go down in, was it Future State? I know we Holy watched it or shit. read it. Oh, my God. She has three Gosh, rings on. Your audio is so loud right now. It has gone up a bit. It's oh, like, whoops. There's like a rattle to your voice. You sound like Sauron. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> no, that's not good. Yeah, you got to turn it down. All right. Let me make that adjustment real quick. 
right. It was my mic stand. It didn't want to behave. Damn. I know, right? I slapped that shit around. All right. I interrupted for a reason. <laughs> and that reason was because Jessica Cruz does not have on just one ring. In Future State, we saw that she kicked the hell out of those people, and she's actually wearing three rings. Yeah. Well, two of, the, two of them she's got around her neck, if I'm not mistaken, with her green one. Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't. Yeah. I guess I didn't see that part. Anyway, okay. Well, then I interrupted for no reason. Thank you very much. No, no but you are correct. She has all of their rings. Well, and honestly, I can't, I can't even imagine if she wore all three of them. Oh, shit. She'd be scared. She'd, she'd be back in her, her mind. She'd be overwhelmed <laughs> by yeah. emotion. Uh, where was I? So, yeah, closer to Earth. She's on her way home and closer to Earth. She finds a refugee ship from Oa that's in trouble. She finds uh, she investigates and finds a crew full of fear. The Sinestro calls her and explains how to use fear to get people to work together and save the day. Just as she gets the hang of it, Hal attacks but then realizes it's Jess. He holds so they can discuss everything that's happened, and Hal finishes off by saying he will handle the ship as Earth is GL is under GL protection and she should never have turned yellow. Jess is still uneasy about the ship and figures out that the fear she was feeling was actually the crew being held hostage by the security team who were actually smugglers. Jess interferes against Hal's wishes and saves the day using fear to stop the smugglers. Jess and Hal have one last discussion about the current status quo of everything going on and he believes Jess is doing the right thing after all. Jess then goes to return to Earth but changes her mind and goes back to New Korugar. She agrees to join the Yellows, but she will do it to help the universe. Now, obviously, this is not the first time a green has gone yellow, and I doubt it's going to be the last. But this one, of the ones we've seen, probably makes the most sense. No, if anybody it? knows fear, it's Jessica Cruz. Absolutely. Last, when was the last time? Hal Jordan. Oh, during, oh uh, yeah. Or the Green Lanterns, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that story. They, they all put on different rings. That was wild. Right. <laughs> was a fun one yeah um but yeah honestly i could see this being the first chapter in other green lanterns maybe picking up other rings because who knows if they can ever get the central but not kyle though because he's dead shut up in space shut up like a like a cadaver (laughs) brandon you're a jerk he's the white lantern is he he though he's the light lantern because he's floating lightly through space <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, he's on an operating table somewhere by some aliens. Yeah, I heard Nightwing fell somewhere. off a building. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna freaking die like clown on there. Hey, he oh, died no. before, and and that was a cop out. So, wait, he can't die. No, if he Kyle got shot in the head and didn't. If, die. Kyle, if Kyle was ever gonna die, you know where it would no, be? Sorry. It would be in a refrigerator stuffed and folded up like a pizza just like his girlfriend Holy oh shit. my god that's actually a really good story though yeah that that would be that, that'll be that'll be in my my black label story death of the green lanterns by brandon Chandler, with art from mitch garrods i don't know why i just chose mitch garrods uh, right, i can think of right now actually there's mitch garrods <laughs> who probably tom king 
which would be more fitting, I think. <laughs> Death of the Green Lantern. And we, we open up on a scene of uh, a refrigerator and Major Force opens up the refrigerator. He's like, who did this? I was supposed to do this. And it's just a shot of Kyle folded up like a pizza pie in the refrigerator, just dead. Oh, that's that, not that's, cool, man. <laughs> that's, my, that's my black label Green Lantern story. That's it. You know who I would like to see? You know who I would like to see write a Green Lantern story? Who's that? Philip Kennedy Johnson. Oh, buddy, yes. I I think he could handle that really well, man. That would be really cool. As far as this issue goes, uh, my first complaint and my biggest one was that I don't like that the caption boxes... Uh, are uh, are the same color for Cruz and Sinestro. That little icon, they were distracting to the flow of the reading for me. I had to look and see who was talking before I could read it, and that bothered me. Yeah, but you can't. And she that's, can't have she can't have green captions in there. She's not green lantern. No, but I mean, they could have tinted <laughs> it a little pinkish purple or something in the background, just really pale or something to be yeah. able or to you differentiate. Could, you could have it. like a little like a J for Jessica, and then an S for Sinestro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much the only complaint I have about this book. It is a perfect way for her to become a Yellow Lantern. I think they handled it awesome. I think it works really good for her. Like Rob said, it makes the most sense. And the art is frigging gorgeous. They knocked it out of the park with this one for me. Nine out of ten. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, (laughs) Like, It was cool seeing Hal Jordan again, too. Where have you been? And he just he just kind of fucked yeah. off after the Green Lantern season two. I don't know where he went. I guess he just kind of was like, I'm just gonna go ring slaying around space for a while. And I guess it was technically in that first issue, but I, I guess I don't really remember it that well. But yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Like it had um, some interesting stuff going for it. <clears throat> um, cool stuff for Jess, probably. Um, um, what's her name? Like, uh, Sinestro's like gal, oh, Lisa Drock. It's like it's cool seeing her too. Like she's she's a pretty cool like Yellow Lantern character that I don't use all that often. Um, uh, yeah, yeah it's a, just a, a pretty cool Jessica Cruz focused story all around. So I gave this one an eight out of ten. Pretty satisfied. Came away. Speaking of a uh, smile on my face. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, cool yellow lanterns, I miss when Arkillo had a personality. I do miss when Arkillo had right? a personality. I think it went uh, belly up, like the Titanic, because everyone said Arkillo. Who the fuck is that? Is that some kind of venerable disease? And then they're just like, oh, it's you're talking about that big, like whatever character looks like a like a shark or so i don't know so i don't know i think people just kind of forgot about him and they're like yeah whatever he cares you mean kind of like manu not a lot yeah. of people know who the hell that is <laughs> exactly or kyle rayner who the hell hey, is that he's the best damn lantern since well i never before, heard of him because i he's was the best alive damn lantern before 19- jessica cruz I, yeah, well, I wasn't alive in 
who cares? So Kyle Rayner, <laughs> I never seen him. That's Wait, hilarious. Where were you born, Brandon? You make me feel old now. Oh God, am I allowed to say this on air? What year? What year were you born? What year was I born? I like Is that what you giving out such sensitive information while we're while we're broadcasting to our many many fans? Yeah. That's yeah. that's internet safety for you, man. <laughs> no, I am I am I am um I am Gen Z, so I am not of the nineties generation. So I was not alive then. So I, I do not have any context for that. So uh while I have learned Back of issues. Kyle Rayner in in my recent readings, uh I was not alive to enjoy his many uh, crazy adventures at that time. But I'm sure it was a great time. But I do remember reading um, New Guardians when that came out, because I was probably like 10 or 11, I think. And that had Kyle Rayner, except I thought it was like Hal Jordan at first. But then everyone kept calling him Kyle. I was like, who the hell is that? I was like, oh, there's multiple lanterns. Obviously, because there's also John Stewart from the animated show, so it all, it all makes sense. So, yeah, there you go. There's my answer. No, I was not uh, present during his heyday as a lantern. What were we talking about again? Green Lantern annual. Yeah, Green Lantern. Anyway, I think yeah. I already gave my score. I don't even remember. Yeah. It was an eight out of ten. Um, I, 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 I yeah, I gave it an eight out of ten as well. Yeah. I'm not sure if I gave my score, okay. but I honestly think. Beyond uh, some of the other stuff, Green Lantern in general, it's it's becoming an exciting era, just with the way the story is going. So we'll we'll see where it goes. This episode is gonna be so bad. Oh god, I'm so sorry, guys. Nah, I think we're good. Um, cool. Oh, I think Josh is there. Josh, are you, buddy? <laughs> Well, even beyond that, um, yeah, I, I, I thought you were a, a lot earlier than that. So I uh, I know you, you've spoken about Kyle Rayner in that late before, but damn, I thought uh, you at least saw all those adventures. I, I have vivid <laughs> memories of Adventures in the DC Universe, one of those comics for kids of uh, Kyle and Connor Hawk being the new GLGA. Oh, wow hair and that was a fantastic issue mm. that, was, that was i think not necessarily my first introduction to kyle rayner but my first exciting introduction to kyle rayner no no it was uh it was it was not really until later that i got kind of like the full context for who he was as as a person as a character and everything so um though i i i i, I don't know i feel like there's always going to be like nostalgia for those characters of a certain generation like it'll be interesting to see like 10 years from now what characters people have nostalgia for like mm -hmm. I, I, I'm sure you're going to have because um, God, God help us we already know it's only a matter of time before there's a new Robin but I, I guarantee yeah. you there's going to be an entire generation of people that's just like I remember when Damien was my Robin and you're like yeah. fuck I feel old <laughs> I'm gonna be saying that, and then you guys are gonna be like, "Oh my god, I remember when Tim was my Robin." 
And it was like yeah. grandpa over here. Um, <laughs> um, where's Josh? I don't know. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Uh, everything just stopped on my computer. Okay. I had to reboot. Oh, shit. Hopefully, you still have your recording, though, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Because that's the money maker. Right. Yeah. Uh, so what was the last part you heard? <laughs> we can continue. Um, we were just wrapping up the uh, review. Okay. Oh, that's the wrong button. But uh, if you guys are done bullshitting and and uh, and uh, carrying the workload there for a minute, then I can. Go ahead and move us on, unless you guys already have. We're we have not. nothing here. Just waiting on you. <laughs> Just waiting on me. All right. Well, then let's swing things around. We went all over the place there, back and forth, and now we're going to cover everywhere with Infinite oh, Frontier. And mess. Brandon Whew. is taking it away. Oh no! My God, big <laughs> cosmic thing. I don't know if my brain can handle it right now. Um. Okay. Your brain will do just well. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if it will. I don't know if it will. But um, dark side is. Yeah, that's that, that's the issue. I'm done. That's basically, that's it. it. That's the entire issue. <laughs> <laughs> talk about the rest of it. Lay off the codeine and promethazine. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Um. So Barry Allen is is running cosmic speed because he's been forced to run like a lab rat for the past five issues, chasing after something that is unseen that Darkseid wants to grab. Uh, and he also has Roy Harper as his Omega Lantern. So that's going on. Meanwhile, there's a big fight between all the various supergroups. Uh, and uh, and that's, that's happening. It's, it's pretty crazy. Particularly uh, Machine Head, who is uh, very aggressive in his technique uh, in keeping the world separate, uh, I believe. Uh, he blames other people for his failures and fuck-ups. Um, it's just, it sounds like a you problem though, but more specifically, <laughs> it seems like he's really taken it out on, on poor old Thomas there, who seems to imply that there is some kind of uh, ripple effect, butterfly effect in the creation of the Flashpoint world where because that world exists, that made his world more fucked up than I guess it already was for some reason. And then Thomas Wayne turns to the camera and flips off Tom King and says, fuck you. I'm not a loner. Like I believe in my son's grandchildren, and I failed them, but they matter to me now because there's a different writer attached to this project. So I'm just going to completely have a dramatic twist in, ev in everything that I am. But it doesn't really matter because right. the presence Superman explodes everything, um, and is able to, I think, free Barry Allen, but not really because he just kind of speeds off into infinity. But I guess it all works out. Machine Head gets killed uh, by Darkseid. That's to be expected. Uh, Roy Harper's free. And they all go back to Earth Zero and have a party. And Cameron Chase is catching up with Roy. And he's like, what's up, bro? And Roy is like, I need to find my daughter. But before I find her and 
have to pay an incredible amount of, uh, of, of childcare, uh, I need to see my friends first because I'm probably going to need to ask Nightwing for a loan because I haven't paid childcare in like 10 years. <laughs> so, right? Uh, <laughs> it's Titan's Tower. And I guess Cameron Chase is running the DEO now. So that's a thing. Uh, and then Darkseid is trying to figure out some stuff going on. He's working with Extract. There's the Black Lantern ring. And uh, Barry Allen is racing into infinity and stops at universe, no, multiverse 2. I don't even, even know what that means. Okay, good. Because I was I was gonna ask you, what's the history of multiverse two? If I've read about it, I've completely I have forgotten no about it. Fucking clue. That's it's brand new it as far does as does sound familiar. I, but I think that's that's the idea of the omniverse, where instead of just a multiverse of different Earths, there's now different multiverses as well, and that's the omni side of it. Damn flashes! They keep having to travel through all that old have time. Enough <laughs> Poor guys. Energy in my brain to try and comprehend that. So, anyway, he goes to a place called Multiverse Two, whatever the fuck that means, and meets a, a mysterious gentleman who you might think is the Phantom Stranger, but he's not the Phantom Stranger. He's actually a man named Pariah from Crisis on Infinite Earths a million years ago. 1985 when <laughs> yeah, the grandparents true. were alive and he says I'm going to make a new multiverse because that's just what I do now I guess and he does and he puts earth he puts flash in his old age and that's how the story ends so there you go that's Infinite Frontier you guys have fun I had fun I did yeah I was and fun. okay <laughs> no, go ahead, Rob, because I've got I've got some questions afterwards. Yeah. Maybe you'll answer them answer them ahead of time. I, I, I do have a couple of questions myself. Like, does a Flash really have to die in every crisis? Like, come on! I know he didn't technically yes. die, but like, and dead? I knew you were going to say he's that. He's just too, kind of in his own does. paradise. A Flash does have to die in every crisis. <laughs> I think we should all be so lucky that we could have our own Earth uh, dedicated to our wildest fantasies. Yeah. But then he's also leaving his entire family behind. Yeah, well, fuck them. Talk about them. I have a new family. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So. So I. That's hilarious. I'm gonna get my score out of the way first. Eight point five. I thought it was really good. And now my my thoughts. Uh. So this this omniverse. We knew it was huge, but I, this this just got bigger because if if multiverse two is what I think it is and what it looks like, then that is the pre-crisis universe that was explored in coie and died in coie and that gave yeah just kind of went away new earth yeah but it's still here also and all the earths are there dead also also did y'all spot necron in that yes. panel where it's like, amongst a whole bunch of other yes, people yeah necron and the upside down dude from JLD, and I missed um, all of that. Oh yeah, Eclipse, Eclipsa, Eclipso, 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 and and the empty hand, which I remember from Multiversity. Um, I don't know how I remember that, but I do. 
all yeah. that stuff. And then he, he said he pulls his family back together and he's got Granny Goodness, Steppenwolf, yeah. Calabac, and Desaad. the Great Darkness. That makes oh sense. My God, I forgot to, I totally forgot to mention the Great Darkness. From the why is Grail standing there? That blows my mind. Grail. Grail's technically his daughter, isn't he? Well, yeah, it's yeah. his daughter oh, with an Amazon, yeah. but she's she was responsible yeah. for killing him before. Yeah. Well, you know, it's oh, so, it's, a, it's 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 a time where you got to bring the whole family together, regardless of what happened in the past. Right. Yeah. So, Brandon, you were saying okay, because I thought that was Trigon. No, 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 no. So that's that's a character called no, the, no, the black dude with like. Not not black, like like the guy who isn't all black with the horns. Yeah, with the horns. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the empty hand. Okay. And also the great darkness. Like I don't want to. I want to skip over that. That's, that's yeah. Cool. No, what the hell is this going on? I guess. Well, well okay. So a story called the Great Darkness Saga from the Legion of Superheroes. I was like a big thing in the eight. I've never read it before, but I know it exists. And I know it's like a big thing where it's like, what if he came back in the 31st century and you had to deal with that? Uh, and maybe this is like alluding to the fact that this could be the point at which you actually become a servant of the great darkness, right? Because the, the whole story supposedly is about trying to identify who is this master of the great darkness this could be that point we are progressing towards a future where that is possible we are progressing towards yep. a future state where that is possible yeah i'm not making any sense <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> no you're agreeing with me why does that make you not make sense Wait, does, that, does that not make any sense i don't know all right, so <laughs> Brandon. All right, so there's a couple of things here that uh, that I've got on this book besides how good it looks and how 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 well I enjoyed reading this issue. But man, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. First thing that we haven't already covered anyway, Psycho Pirate needs a new event. I fucking laughed oh, out loud at that me. dude. I didn't <laughs> even I didn't even say who wrote this or any of the credits. Oh. Oh, who cares? We All know right, well, we'll do that in a Everyone second. Everyone knows it. It's Joshua Williamson <laughs> with art from Zermanico and colors from Romulus and Hardo. Uh, Tom Napolitano probably did the writers. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> All right. And then, okay, so my last thing before we move on from the books is that Darkseid says that we're all doomed. The ring has gone silent. You don't know what you've done. The flash is gone. The crack is lost. And then he gives extract the ring, still powered. Dirty liar. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, man, I, I love the shit out of this book. I really had a good time with it. It was really well. I was nervous going into it. I did not have great expectations. But it, it does a great setup for what's to come next, and I'm excited yeah, for that. Boy. So I gave this a 9 yes, out of 10. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for the books. Now let's move into the fun side of the ass end of our podcast. That will be our top three with our favorite moment. Rob, you want to go ahead and start us off with that? So my top three, with number three, I had Suicide Squad, the main story. It's just a lot of fun, very colorful. Ambush Bug's a fan favorite. You can't go wrong with that character. You'd think DC has too many Deadpool-like characters, but 
No, they constantly say no. Wouldn't it be the other way around? No, I'm cool with the ambush bug and wouldn't, stitch. So wouldn't cool he be ripping stitch off too. ambush bug? Because ambush bug came before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, most of DCs, uh, besides Stitch, I think most of them came yeah. really before yeah. Deadpool. <laughs> how some ideas, my ass. <laughs> but that's how everybody thinks of it. Um, right, number two, I had <laughs> Swamp Thing. Again, just it's a beautiful book. That This story was very dialogue-heavy, but that dialogue was very interesting. And number one, I had Suicide Squad Annual. I had a theme running in this top three. It, it was just so much fun. Uh, lots lots to reveal. That Talon reveal was so exciting. I, I love everything. The Court of Owls is probably one of my favorite all-time stories. And anything to do with the Talon, I will eat it right up. I love it. Um, Can't blame me there. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, my best moments. Um, I, at first, I had a hard time picking. I was going to go with Cass taking down Batman. It was just a nice little nod. But honestly, revisiting Infinite Frontier, uh, this person that took advantage of uh, the multiverse being knowledge and just making multi-brewery the beer, I thought was fantastic. <laughs> that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Let's hear yours. Oh, God. Um, I had uh, in from three to one. I had uh, fuck. Now I gotta remember. Um, uh, I had what did I have? Uh, oh my god. Uh, Batman from twelve at three. Swamp Thing number seven, number two, Infinite Frontier six, number one, favorite moment, Multiverse two, because I don't know what that means, but it looks really cool. It's just like a bunch of decaying Earths across the sky. It's like a like a black metal oh. album or something. That's a poster yeah. you could definitely print out. That would be. Don't say metal in reference to DC, oh. please. Well, I don't mean like that kind of metal. <laughs> he who shall not be named is just there lurking at the edges. Wait, who, wait I don't. Who are you talking about? The Batman who oh, laughs. Oh, God. Well, I mean, he's dead, I think. I hope. He's dead in spirit. He's dead in all of our hearts. He's, 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 he's dead. dead inside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he makes me dead inside. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I'll get mine then. Then, number three, I gave it to Suicide Squad Annual, but I really want to say the whole arc this week should be here: Swamp Thing, the regular issue, and the annual. It was a straight up tie, and had the most fun with the annual here. So, that gets number three. Number two is Infinite Frontier. This was just a well done wrap up slash setup with the story. I was completely wrong in my fears, so way to go, guys. And number one, I have to give to Green Lantern. Uh, it had it, watching Kelly break bad for even just a minute is awesome. I enjoyed I enjoyed that one. I did Jessica Cruz too, of course. But uh, my favorite moment was that little panel where Scarecrow was perched on that gargoyle. Oh, that was beautiful. That just looked so pretty, man. All right, so that was the nice side of the podcast. Now let's get over to the other uh -oh. side. That's right. It's time for... 
the biggest thinker. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> All right, Rob, why don't you lead us off with what made your stink list today? I don't know. If I'm ready for this, I don't know if anybody's ready for this. My biggest stinker this week was a big steaming pile of green rings wow. and green lantern number six let's be specific was Was it the annual or number six oh yeah number six the main main series yeah no the annual i really enjoyed the main story eh. and the like i said the oa stuff is is really wild i'm really digging it i i love joe moline as a character as a green lantern as everything she's really badass but i really wish we just had a full issue of her trying to save the core as opposed to like this whole stuff with John and the other lanterns feels like a side book. Like it could be a six issue mini. Like Green Lantern Lost Lanterns. Green Lanterns, meanwhile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And right. we, yeah, even like Lost Lanterns, sorry to interrupt. I, I think Lost Lanterns was exactly this kind of story, but they were in like but the previous not universe. Boring. <laughs> but not boring. Yeah, there well, you go. <laughs> we say not boring, but it got canceled and had to get fan outcry to get it in the last twelve, the last six issues. But yeah. All right. Well, for my biggest stinker, it's here because it has to be. It wasn't that terribly bad, but it certainly had no real shining moments, man. So I'm with Rob on this one. The stinker for me today is Green Lantern number six. So. Brandon, what's that smell for it's, you? It's yeah, it's it, the smell is <coughs> the smell. If the smell can have a color, is green. It is. It is uh, I believe it can. It's been represented that way many yeah. times. Yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, that's usually due to fruitless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> boring issue. Boring to re- the back half at least is boring to read. I don't want to read it anymore. If I don't have to, and uh, well, they got they got smart about it and wove it into the main story. So now <laughs> yeah. we can't just separate it with a back issue. They're like, you're reading the sucker. I have to, like, I'm being punished. Like this is a school right. or something. Can you imagine us trying oh, to cover God. that? Uh, this week we're covering Green Lantern number seventeen, pages one through twelve, twenty-one through Honestly, twenty-eight. That would be better. <laughs> Like it would spray. <laughs> I mean, why not just call it that? Just have it be a, a, a backup. Like, that's what it is, essentially. Uh, make every that's what issue it should go back to being. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, uh, what the the editorial stance, the printing stance on that would be, but make every issue a flip issue because they got that awkward pause in the middle where just one story ends, and the next begins. You're like, okay, we're here now. Right. Just make every issue a flipbook issue. You have two covers, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, that would mean a lot lo- longer story for John. Uh, yeah. Well, you could still keep it like the <laughs> twenty-two pages, but because that's how they have it now, and just make it really more awkward. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Get freaky with it, like Morrison. Exactly. All right, so Brandon, you rounded us out. It's a unanimous vote here. The stink list belongs to Green Lantern number six. And now there's one more list that we're going to take care of. It's time for the dump list. Put Green Lantern on a dump list? 
Uh, no, not yet. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to do it yet because there's other stuff there that does have me interested. Mm-hmm. It, uh, the Joe Moline Kelly stuff. I'm all over that. It's just the 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 John Stewart stuff. I'm just not into right now. Yeah, I can agree with that. So I don't. I'm. I. I mean, it's tempting. That's for sure. And if they swing it back into a backup issue, we could definitely dump the John Lantern stuff, the John Stewart stuff, and just kind of mention it as is necessary to tie into the main story but uh, we're dumping something so are we well (laughs) well we've currently got crushing lobo the conjuring get joker and nice house on the list either because well all because they really have nothing to do with the story uh i will say that i am enjoying all four of them so them being on the dump list actually has Nothing to do with being terrible. It's just that they don't fit into the podcast with our aim here. Um, I don't think we can really dump any titles that are here. The only voluntary one I see possible would have to be... Black Manta, because it's a psychedelic mind trip. Acid. Why don't you read the next issue while you're not on Kafsa? I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) we'll just we'll give it a we'll give it another we'll give it a trial run we'll see how it works do a comparison brandon messed up brandon not messed up how did you deal with the black manta funny thing will be if it's still the same (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it's that and fart bubbles right i mean i mean (laughs) All right, everybody. I do believe that's it. Um, or actually, do, do we do we want to put Black Man down there? Or are we gonna hang out and see what happens on the next issue? I'm, I'm down to My see vote is to hang out. Issue, yeah, it, it's a short series, anyway, isn't it? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it could be setting up quite a bit in the Aquafam. So yeah, we don't have enough Aquafam right now, so <laughs> I'm down for more. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm going to reiterate that. On the dump list, Nice House and Get Joker, that is the shit right now. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Get Joker was amazing. I believe that is it for the show, everybody. So we are going to go ahead and wrap things up here. Remember to visit notarobotpodcast.com for everything Not A Robot. We've got comics, movies, Star Wars, anime. We've got horror video games it's everything you want to talk about everything you want to hear us talk about is going to be on there it's not just us it's not these same tired voices doing all these shows we've got a network of nearly 20 people working this stuff so let's get on board not a robot podcast.com and with that there is only one way to say goodbye around here until next time be good to each other and don't be a
Yeah.